Good evening. It is time for the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. So buckle up. We are in for a wild ride. I am here with Justin Tucker. I am Adam Wright. Brian is out tonight. Now, going into this week, going into this episode, this entire week, we were both worried mm-hmm. about not having enough coverage to put together a full episode because nothing really was going on. But these All last right. few but hours. Wouldn't you know, it's Monday night. We're sitting there in this, the campus center on yeah. campus. Yes, we were. It's a, like a dining hall. And we get, an, we get an alert from our phone. Dak Prescott, four years, $160 million. Then, or, then on Tuesday, there was the whole drama going on with the, with the franchise tags. Mm-hmm. Tons of players were signed to friend the franchise tag couple trades were made so in the last just few hours we've just been hammered with information it's great for us because we get to cover all this stuff but first things first we're going to get to the breaking news the biggest news from the past 24 hours Dak Prescott sounds a four-year deal for 160 million dollars now I'm going to go through the highest paid quarterbacks in the history of the game on a per year basis, all right? Now, we're gonna play a little game here. One of these things is not like the other. Now, take a wild guess on who, which player out of these top four all time on a per year basis is not like the other three, all right? Mm-hmm. So number one, Patrick Mahomes. I think we can all mm-hmm. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Number two, Dak Prescott. Number three, Deshaun Watson. Wow. Number four, Russell Wilson. Now, mm-hmm. let's take a wild guess. I mean, this is a pretty tough one. Yeah. Which which of these guys? We got Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever walk the earth at this point. He's He'll get there eventually. But he's the best in the game. Best in the game right now. We have Dak Prescott, amazing player. Just great talent. I think of I think of greatness. I think of Dak Prescott. I see Brady and Prescott. I, I, I see. I see that, let's I, not, <laughs> we won't go that far. We got Deshaun Watson. Ooh, that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's actually like legitimately like top top Three. four talent. He's he has the what is it the third highest passer rating in the history of the game according Something to like Football that. Reference. We got Russell Wilson, Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl no, not Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm Smith, buddy. But <laughs> take a wild guess. Dak Prescott, but ladies and gentlemen. Dak Prescott, second highest paid quarterback in the history of the game on a per year basis. What is it about 40 million a year? It's oh. in, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's just five million behind Patrick Mahomes, who's about at about 45 million. It's ridiculous. This guy, I, it's not, it's not a question as to whether or not he's overpaid. He is overpaid. Yeah. Like legitimately. Now, the question we can ask here. Did the Cowboys make the right choice making re-signing Prescott for this much? Drum roll, please. Yeah, they they didn't make a mistake overpaying him by that much. I mean, when you say see those other names, Prescott second over Watson and Wilson, that that's a pretty big margin. So yeah, I do think he was overpaid. I understand why they did it. 
because they believe they found themselves a franchise quarterback that'll last them for years to come. And if you find yourself a franchise quarterback, you hold on to their life and you pay them handsomely. The problem is, will they be able to pay for everybody else? Demarcus Lawrence, Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith, those guys make up most of the cap. So sooner or later, you trickle down the line, we're going to be losing some players like a Michael Gallup, like a C.D. Lamb, when his contract comes up inevitably. Will he stay around is the question. Amari Cooper, another one, five years, $100 million, which they need to question that as well. I like I like him, but nah, not five years, $100 million. On defense, Jalen Smith. Thank you. He yes, started yes. off in 2018. He was looking good. Not too good now. Leighton Van Der Esch is coming up sooner or later. Jerry Jones, the great GM, loves to overpay players. And next thing you know, he's in cap jail. Mm-hmm. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. But overall, I'm going to say this about that. If they win a Super Bowl, it's worth it because he did give you a Super Bowl. So if he does do that, then Jerry did make a good decision on this. If you don't win a Super Bowl... It might be one of the biggest mistakes in Cowboys history for this contract. It's either hit or miss. It's like Super Bowl or bust now. So what you're trying to say is it's it, time will tell whether yeah. or not this guy this guy will this pan, well whether or not this contract will pan out. Yeah. You're kind of trying to say like well um, we don't know yet. If he wins the Super Bowl, then it's worth every penny. Yeah. But if they don't, then well. You're stuck in mediocrity from years to come. But they've always been stuck like that, so it's, you might as well take the risk. It's here's, the Cowboys. Here's where I'll tell you you are wrong. Mm-hmm. All right? They absolutely made the right choice by doing this, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Now, they had no choice but to pay him. I understand he's over, he's overpaid completely. Absolutely. We can all – that's not a that's not a disputable statement. He's mm-hmm. not He's not top seven right now let alone top seven all time. Mm-hmm. And he's the second highest paid player in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. All right. But, however, that being said, the quarterback market is rising. It's very hard to find quarterbacks in the game right now. And Dak Prescott is their franchise player, whether you like it or not. And they, And whether you like it or not, they have to keep him in order to remain in contention. Now, I understand they've had some issues with mediocrity in the past couple of years, and ever since he's come into the league. You know, they started 13-3. and three. They, even, Right even. out of the gates, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the year after that, not so hot. There was mm-hmm. They had trouble after Ezekiel Elliott got, got suspended, suspended for right? For six games. For six games. Mm-hmm. Then after that, there Made was... Made the playoffs. And they've had some years where they've struggled with their passing offense. They didn't have that many weapons. Mm-hmm. And they'd also have good defenses. They've they haven't had they haven't been able to put it all together. I think it's been mo- mainly the rosters that has been the reason for their mediocrity rather than the quarterback. Now, if he's if he's like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers, you absolutely expect him to elevate that roster to be mm-hmm. able to just make everybody better and just win, win, win. Mm-hmm. But he's just not that quarterback. He's not that guy. Now. We've seen that he's been able to, when he has the roster around him, when, like 13 and 3 in 2016, we saw that he, that team was actually able to be in contention. And that was, not, that was an imp- imperfect roster right there. Mm-hmm. So, say, their offense is set. 
All right. They Dak Prescott was on was on pace to put up historic numbers. Whether it remains to, remains to be seen whether or not he actually would have, mm-hmm. but he was putting up great numbers. Now their defense sucked. So now what they need to do, they got Dak Prescott. They have the the offensive line might need some work. They have the pass catchers. Sorry, they they damn well have those pass catchers. C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, you're set. Mm-hmm. You have Ezekiel Elliott, one of the better running backs in the game when he's when his head screwed on straight. They have Tony Pollard, a good number two. Exactly. They have everything on offense that they need, besides mm-hmm. a little bit of work on the offensive line. Yeah. They need to rebuild that defense. Rebuild the defense. Get a little get some work on the offensive line. Maybe get healthy there as well. Mm-hmm. And you could win a do this. You might be a, you might win a Super Bowl in the pat in the next two to three years, maybe probably three, mm-hmm. because it's going to take some time to rebuild that defense. But if they would have let Dak Prescott go, forget it. It's over. They you can't you you need to find the the next guy after that. Mm-hmm. And in the years it takes to get that guy, develop him, all of these players on offense, they're gone. They leave in free agency or they overspend for them and they they get wind up in t- cap jail. Uh, they can't work on that defense because they have to find. They're f- so focused on finding the next guy. So it's just it just turns into a big mess. It all starts with a franchise quarterback, and I mm-hmm. think it's the absolutely the right decision for them to commit to their franchise guy, Dak Prescott. I mean, what else do you need to see from Dak in order to prove it? I mean, he's already had what four years, four or five years under the belt. I'm gonna scratch away 2020 because he basically didn't play for most of it because of the injury. Hope he heals yeah. up well. Hope he's back to 100% next year and, you know, plays plays well for that franchise. You're happy with his progress. Yeah, I'm, I'd be happy with it, too, if I'm, if I'm willing to pay him that much money. $126 million guaranteed. That's going straight to the bank. He's making, 75, he's making $75 million in the first year. I still can't believe it. Because that. the franchise tag and the year one and the 40-plus. That That's amazing. Whoever his, whoever his agent is. That's amazing. What else? Isn't he Jalen Ramsey's agent? No, no, no. That's no. I'm thinking of Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. But the, I think it's Todd Francis. That's his agent. But the point is, I'm when I'm looking at the quarterbacks, I see their year of two progressions. I know it's not for all of them, but I look at Deshaun Watson year two better than year one. Kyler Murray, even though insignificant, not as much. He still made a jump in year two. Lamar Jackson made a, a jump in year two. Patrick Mahomes made a jump in year two. You could see the differences in these players. Dak Prescott, I often wonder if he's making any progressions as a quarterback or not, and it makes me question whether or not he is elite. I believe he's a top 10 quarterback when he has the pieces and weapons around him. I'm not sure I would feel that way if he if he didn't have the pass catchers around him or Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. I agree. So it makes me concerned because when when Ezekiel Elliott wasn't there, he looked like a shell of himself. So it makes me wonder, is he worth the contract? Now, if he comes out there and slings that rock and they go to the playoffs and make it to the NFC Championship game, I don't think they'll win the Super Bowl. But if they make it to the NFC Championship, I at least see progress enough to say, okay, he's a winner, he's getting there, and he's progressing the team to where it should be. So I don't know. It just depends on Dak and how far the team goes. Because I believe he has the talent around him. That's there's no question about that between you and me. You think he has the talent around him? 
I think he has it on offense, yeah. I think they need to do a little tweaking on defense because their coordinators were bad on defense to the point where players didn't know what the heck they were doing on defense. The personnel sucked, too. Mm-hmm. The Ravens put up 296. Oh, that was just Christmas for me. The Ravens put up 296 on them. Like, it was nothing. Been. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Easy money. We them boys. But the point is, hopefully, I hope that he does well, but I don't think he will do all that well. But time will tell. Right. See, it's it's a it's a matter of whether or not he'll have the talent around him. Mm-hmm. When he's had the talent around him, he plays well. When he doesn't have the talent around him, he struggles. Yeah. So it's the type of player you need. He needs to be in the right environment. He's a little high maintenance. And they'll have to manage their contracts better. Jerry Jones has to do a much better job than what he's doing right now. Mm-hmm. His money is all on like fixed on a few on so few players. Yeah. And then they might want to spread that around to make sure and rebuild that offense. Right. Sorry, the defense. That defense has so such little personnel. They need to they need to fix that. I don't think they should have let let go. What J, uh, Byron Jones? They should Byron not let Jones. him go. But they're not going to pay him that money for a corner. That I like him, but he no, I can't pay him that type of money when he's not giving me picks. I mean, corners corners are the type of players you, you really can't cheap out at that position. Mm. It's like that and edge rushers. You really can't cheap out there. I think all. you could in the draft. You could draft corners in right, like day two, draft. day three, and some of them can be undrafted, and they could fill that spot. Right. You can draft them, but you can't – it's – once you once they are pending free agents, they're gonna ask for money. Yeah, and, and you let them you walk. have to yeah you let them walk at that point, <laughs> or you or you resign them and you have your your franchise corner, you have your top guy to shadow. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, the Devonte Adams is of the world, or like anybody on any receiver on the Cowboys offense. Mm-hmm. So more reason to say that this team is a couple of years from contention. They need to rebuild that offense, but they need – but Dak Prescott is what makes it all go. I agree. He's the he's the final piece. Do you think Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback, yes or no? No. All right. I think he's a very good quarterback. But not elite. But he's not elite. All right, that's fair. And when he has what – what I will say is when he has the weapons around him, he's not just top ten. I think he could be top five. He oh, puts okay. up those types of numbers. Yeah, but, but, that, but that's again, the thing. He needs all of that. That's why I'm saying he's not elite. But I, he's, don't, I don't look at numbers because, I mean, look at Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston threw over 30 picks. Some of them weren't his fault. I'm not saying Most, all – I'm not saying – When you throw like, 30 picks, though, it's mainly your fault. When you throw <laughs> I'm saying that picks, there must have been – there could have been a lot of tip passes, a lot of misconnections, whatever. What I'm saying is he did throw for 5,100 yards. Still didn't make the playoffs. Dak Prescott has similar numbers, minus the interceptions. Still didn't make the playoffs. So I think it's just when and where you get the numbers and how you get the numbers in. Right. When Can you get it when it matters? Because I remember that Eagles game, and he couldn't get it done. Right, but if you cut the – if if Winston just cuts those inter, those interceptions in half, they could yeah. be – then their record flips from 7-9 and nine to 9-7, nine and 10-6. And, and playoff team. And po- possibly a playoff team. Now – we're not going to debate yeah. whether or not how far yeah. the Buccaneers would would go, mm-hmm. uh, because I think there's just this it factor that Brady has that Winston just doesn't. Yeah. Y'all eating a W tonight. That leadership, 
Yeah, it's just it's night and day between those guys, even yeah. with with or without the interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's take away the interception. Well, I'll touch on it real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, touch on take away the interceptions. He's like Jameis Winston is like a Peyton Manning, maybe with and less intelligent. I really feel like I feel like Jameis would be uh, Peyton Manning as a rookie if he didn't learn how to not throw interceptions. Because Peyton was throwing a lot of interceptions as a rookie. Early on in his yeah, career, and so. then he figured it out because he's a smart guy. He yeah. figured out the league. Jameis Winston stealing crab legs from a supermarket. I think he's. I so. think he's learning in New Orleans. I think he's progressing there just fine. It's a possibility, but he. I want to see it first. All right, we're gonna move on. So, uh, for all you Patriots fans out there, you, we have some good news finally for the NFL. Uh, we have Trent Brown. He comes back to New England. He played. For the New England Patriots in 2018, uh, the, Ra- the Raiders, they all they had to give up was the fifth-round pick for him. So very good signing there. He uh, They restructured the deal so that they only have him through 2021. He's making $11 million towards the 21, 2021 cap, uh, salary cap. He uh, So this basically means Isaiah Wentz. Isaiah Wynn is most likely going to move to right tackle from left tackle uh, in a corresponding move. Uh, the Patriots will not will allow guard Joe Thune to hit free agency, and we also have cent, uh, center David Andrews becoming an unrestricted free agent as well. So there's a lot of movement going around on the offensive line, uh, mm-hmm. but become they're becoming with Michael o- Onwenu. Onwenu. I'm not going to try to pronounce that it's name. Some good tackle, mm-hmm. and he's very versatile. They have his versatility to add on. They have very good, very good depth all, all of a sudden yeah. at the tackle spot. So, where do the Patriots go from here with this I, offensive line? I think they have a better offensive line than last year. I think they're starting to build a little something on that offensive line. They might have a better run game this year as an effect of it. I think if they can get Thune back, who's a good guard at his position, if they are able to find a competent center or keep their undrafted free agent center or unrestricted free agent, not undrafted. If they can figure things out and figure out who goes where, if Trent Brown can stay on the left side and Wynn goes on the right, I think they could be a very successful team this year offensively. I, they just need a competent quarterback for that, and I haven't heard any news on that yet. So I can't make heads or tails of the offense, but a good old line for right now. I agree. It's so they're losing. They're pro- most likely going to lose a couple players. I feel like the writing's on the wall with Joe Thune. I think he's on his way out. He's he wants to get paid. He was franchised last season, probably just to bring him back for one season. Mm-hmm. And then they bring. Uh, I think there's a possibility with James, with David Andrews that he could come back. They just need to prioritize him. They probably need to to break out their wallets for him. Uh, but for those of you who, for those of you Patriots fans out there who watched, who followed the team in 2018, Brown balled out. All right, they lost. They lost Nate Solder that previous uh, that previous season after 20 after the 2017 season, and they brought they bring in Trent Brown. They were supposed to have. Isaiah Wynn that mm-hmm. season. He, they lost him to a torn Achilles. They trade for Brown from San Francisco in a – what was it? They gave up a third-round pick. And he played He played amazing. 
he was it was it reminded it reminds us of back when back in, during the Matt Light days. Now, so with him and Isaiah Wynn, they're stacked at tackle. Michael Onwenu, well, I'm not even going to try pronouncing his name. Uh, he has the versatility to move into guard. He could replace Joe Thune. We have Shaq Mason on the at the other guard spot. We're going to prioritize David Andrews. We're going to get him at center. Next thing, next thing you know, we have we're all set there. That's our start. That'll probably be our starting five. Might want a little bit, invest a little bit in some. Uh, in some depth there, but I think that's a solid starting uh, area. But where where I find this interesting is they're prioritizing the uh, exterior offensive line, the tackle position over the guard position. They're more worried about that. And when I think tackle, I think pass protection, protecting the passer. Um, now, there's reports out there that the Patriots are going for Jimmy Garoppolo in – Free and um, they're prioritizing him, looking to uh, he's their number one option. And now this team has lots of cap space. They have the 15th overall pick, so they have resources, mm-hmm. meaning they can go out and get some offense. Maybe uh, they can take some uh, pass catchers. I just don't see. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think I I can't imagine they'd be investing this much in in protecting our passer just to protect Alex Smith or Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Like this, he's just, I feel like they're going, they're looking to go for a higher profile passer. And I think the fact that they have, that there's reports out there that they're looking to get Jimmy Garoppolo tells me a little bit about what they want to do. And with the cap space they have, they could surround him with, uh, with some talent. Uh, so bottom line is uh, what the Patriots should go for, do from here, trade for Garoppolo, sign Corey Davis or T.Y. Hilton, draft Kyle Pitts with the 15th overall pick. We have our pass catchers. The defense is, was fine last year. It's going to be fine this year. The offensive line is improved. We're rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. We're ready to roll. The Patriots could return to contention maybe next year. And who knows? Could find ourselves in the Super Bowl facing the Bucks. Okay, let's let's calm down there. You, you can it dream could, all you can dream all you want to. It it could happen. It's Bill Belichick. He's let me let me tell you something about mm-hmm. this upcoming schedule. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, tell me. All right, I'm I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. The Patriots are facing a familiar foe at quarterback this upcoming fall. Wonder who it is. A certain team that wears red and white, is coming into town. Mm-hmm. Their quarterback with the name of Tom Brady. That sounds familiar. Do you think Belichick wants to lose to Tom Brady, who has been sticking it to him ever since he <laughs> left? Do you think he wants to do you think he wants to lose to him? He knows he needs to he knows that Belichick that Brady is gonna wipe his ass on Belichick's face. Mm-hmm. He's going to smear He's going to he's going to say, hey Bruce Arians, I want you to let me throw five to seven touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I want you to let me drop a steaming dump on in this stadium. Oh my God! We're, he wants to drop a fifty burger. He wants to stick it to him. Brady has been on a mission, mm-hmm. and Belichick is not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. They need to gear up. They need to be uncharacteristic. They need to they need to go all in this off season. 
mm-hmm. or else they will Brady will drop a 50 burger on him and he will throw five touchdown passes in like 500 yards. I know Tom Brady. I've watched him all my life. He will do that and then some. Okay. <laughs> First, and then you're going to hear is you're going to hear is let's go and it's going to be it's it's going to be bad. They need to stop him from doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm the biggest Brady fan out there. You guys have listened to me through the, out the entirety of how, of me uh, of this of this podcast. I love my I love me some Tom Brady, but I'm a Patriots fan till the day I die. I do not want this Patriots team to get to get embarrassed, mm-hmm. even if it's from Brady. They need to hold their own in this game. Belichick is circling this game, circling the state, and he's getting prepared. Okay. Do you really think that the Patriots will get Kyle Pitts with the 15th overall pick? If he drops there. If. That is a huge if. Well, who's going to take him? The Eagles, the Dolphins. Jamar Chase. Eagles are taking Jamar Chase. The Dolphins. Yeah, I really do believe he could fall anywhere between 1 to 10 or 10 the, to 15. I think the Falcons could take him. Yeah, so it's – no, they'll probably take Justin Fields. Yeah, see? They'll probably take him. And – the Dolphins, they're going to take Devontae Smith. You're, you're, hope, you're hoping for that, but I'm not so sure after what he said about uh, what he said about Tua. That was really sketchy. I'll give you yeah. that much. But if he drops there, they need to. There's they, no excuse for not yeah, taking him. They he's need their, a tight he's end. their guy. They need a tight end. Um, another thing, one of my buddies this morning, uh, Brian Costus, host of Down to the Wire mm-hmm. for Bryant University in Rhode Island. He was telling me this morning he wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Rudolph come to the team. He is a red zone threat, but I'm not sure about anything else, though. He's he's a solid player. I mean, he was only – they only released him because of uh, revenue mm-hmm. from this past season. They didn't have much money, so they kind of just – they had to – otherwise they would have keep they would have kept him. It wasn't because he wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Although, obviously, he's not what he was last year. But if they don't get Kyle Pitts, I wouldn't mind him. And maybe if they can afford him and Corey Davis or T.Y. Hilton, then I would do that. I'd love me some Corey Davis. Yeah, I like him too. I hope he comes to the Ravens. But if not, he can stay himself in Tennessee. But anyway, T.Y. Hilton, I guess you're higher on him than you're higher on him than I am. I'm just not seeing it right now. Even though I do like T.Y. Hilton, I don't value him as much as I do Corey Davis. Yeah, I. It's tough. I think T.Y. Hilton's had some bad, some bad luck at quarterback the past few years. Almost all of his career, in with the exception of the years where he had Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is actually it started. It, it's, it was a long time ago when then. Yeah. And even when he even when he had him, he was in and out of the in and out of the starting lineup, getting hurt, mm-hmm. and he he wasn't he just wasn't putting up the same. The same statistics. I will say this though: every time he goes up against Houston, he always does well. Always. Yeah. He kills them. He, he he he'll always get come out with this great game, and I feel like that's just he has the potential to be that consistently. Mm-hmm. He may not be one of the elite like greatest wide receivers in the game, mm-hmm. but I think he's like Brandon Cooks level. It's like like a solid, very good receiver. Yeah, that's fine. Twelve hundred yards. But either way, the Patriots could use either of those players. Yeah. He's better. You can you can't really argue with the fact they're better than anything the Patriots have 
right now. What? You guys got Nikhil Harry. You guys Nikhil, got Jacob, oh, you guys got Jacoby Myers. You guys got the MVP and Julian Edelman. You guys are fine at receiver. Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> right. Oh, I will. But um, we're going to move on to Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. He finally gets the franchise tag, and he will be looking for a long-term deal. He's voiced that for a very long time. He's wanted to be paid like the best receiver in the game. Uh, so, Justin, how deserving is Allen Robinson to receive such a deal? I think he's very deserving considering the amount of quarterback play he's had to deal with these past two seasons in Chicago. I didn't know if they were going to give it to him, but I'm happy they did. Now they all they have to do is work on that quarterback situation I'm not sure if Mitchell Trubisky is the guy for that job even though they have done moderately well with subpar QB performances like Jim McMahon in the past so that remains to be seen they have the defense even though it's becoming less and less reliable as the years go on they just need a little bit more tweaking on the defense and a quarterback that can actually give the receivers the ball and they're fine they have a decent O-line and a solid running game in David Montgomery. So just fix the quarterback situation now and you should be fine. I pretty much agree with you for once. It, uh, it feels good, it's, doesn't it's it? Ra- it's rare when it happens. I but, mean, I'm always right. You just don't like it. Or I'm always right and you just get mad at me anytime. I would like, never. I'd admit it. All right. Now, this guy, over the, over the entirety of, of his career – he has dealt with quarterbacks such as Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, Mike Glennon, Nick Foles. So he hasn't had he doesn't he hasn't had the best run at it with uh, receive with quarterbacks. Yet this is some this is a guy who still is able to put together statistics uh, and has been on really poor teams. And he's kind of just he's put up with so much crap. In the past few in the past few years, mm-hmm. yet he hasn't been paid. All right, he has the potential to put up possibly the best statistics of any wide receiver in the league if he's given the right wide receiver. Mm-hmm. If he has, if he's, if he ever had an Aaron Rodgers or a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson, he'd be one of the best receivers in the game. Mm-hmm. He put up the one. one he of, might put. He one, might put one of, I, I wouldn't put him over D Hop though. DeAndre Hopkins. Um, yeah, I can't do that. No drop D One of them, like yeah. I'm saying. But but he's up there. I give you that. So this is this is a guy who may be one of the most deserving players to get a get a contract extension. That's in not the what entire it is. This it's just a franchise tag. They haven't extended him. He's well, only they, there. They haven't, but I. He's they, just there. He wants he yeah. wants that. Hopefully and he does. He he better. But I, I think mean, he wants to win in general, and I think he's seeing less and less of that in Chicago. I think. Well, I think they're on. They're right on the edge of that right now. I think they have the roster to do it. The fact that they 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 came to their senses and franchised Allen Robinson tells me that this team is just a quarterback away from a champ from uh, being in contention. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more better. That's. Easier said than done, because we all know how hard it is to get your franchise quarterback in the draft. But once they get him, and if they can retain this roster, maybe improve that offensive line a little bit, this team's 
this team on paper is as good as anybody. Now, it remains to be seen whether they will be as good as anybody. Mm-hmm. But on paper, it's a it's a pretty talented roster. Darnell Mooney is their number two receiver. Not a bad receiver. That's not a bad receiver. That's not a bad number two. And I think, honestly, he's another guy where if he had a better quarterback, he'd put up much better numbers. Yeah. You see some highlights where he's just um, being Nick guys. Foles is just overthrowing guys left and right, and Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson are sitting there like, what the hell, dude? <clears throat> like, come on. Like we'd be we'd be in contention if you could hit us if you could hit us every now and then like all these struggles and they still finished eight and eight. I'm surprised they finished five and one. And well, they started five, started five and one. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying like you get like, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Right. Like they have the potential. That defense is awesome. Khalil Mack is an awesome I defender. Like I like Kyle Fuller. For some reason, I feel like he's slipping off, even though I shouldn't feel that way. Even a slipping off Khalil Mack is is, is better it's than a, most. It's better than most, and like in fact, that's better than most players in the league. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's one of the he's one of the premier defensive players in the game, mm-hmm. and they're barely making the playoffs at eight and eight. They had a five and one record. So see, yeah. if they had better quarterback play. They probably would have held that record. They could have had a 12 and 4 record a few years ago. What was it? 2018. Yeah, they made the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky. He was Mitchell as Trubisky. a as a game manager basically. Don't better. don't get don't fool yourself by the fact that he was what drafted what tenth overall? No. Fifth overall? Second. Second overall. I think. Don't yeah. let that fool you. He was a game manager that entire season. They won. They went 12 and 4 on off defense. Mm-hmm. And they were still they. A lot of people had that team in the Super Bowl. And he was a Pro Bowler. People forget yeah. Mitchell Trubisky was a Pro Bowler. I can't, I can't believe that guy was a Pro Bowler. It's like one of those pictures that doesn't make sense and you don't believe it, and then you look it up and like, yeah, that yeah, happened. That, it happened. It happened. All three, pro, all three quarterbacks from the first round were Pro Bowlers. If they had a legit, if they if they can get a legitimate quarterback, then this is a team that could that could easily be in contention, and you know. I hope there's some truth in these rumors mm-hmm. that they they want to get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson because if he with I feel like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson in the NF in the in Chicago would be good for football. That'd be good for the NFL. I feel like I think it'd be good for Deshaun. It absolutely it'd be good for both mm-hmm. Ru- Wilson or Deshaun. I just feel like Chicago's one of those towns. It's a football town. They're mm-hmm. one of the one of the flagship franchises around the historic franchises yeah. around the league. If they can, if they can get good, I just feel like the the NFL would be so much better, especially with Aaron Rodgers in that division. Imagine that rivalry: Bears, Packers. It's That'd be still a, good a rivalry, round. but it's you know Aaron owns that rivalry right now. Well, of course it's a rivalry. It doesn't mean it's yeah. a good one. <laughs> it's it's a terrible rivalry. It's it like sucks. the Jets and the Patriots. It's like Jets Patriots. It's so one sided. Mm-hmm. Even the Patriots, one of the worst Patriots teams I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they still went 2 0 against the, the Jets. <laughs> the Jets did beat y'all in the playoffs that one year. That one year, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez. You know what? Anytime anybody brings that up, butt fumble. <laughs> butt fumble. <laughs> that, that was that against happened. the Patriots. But I say butt fumble, and you lose that argument automatically. <laughs> Sorry. Butt fumble and six championships. That guy still went on to beat y'all and go to AFC Championship. You guys, you guys, you Jets fans, you guys haven't won a championship, a championship since the Super Bowl one. 
No, it, it can it, be Super Bowl. I, I think it was Super three. Bowl one. Super Bowl one or Super Bowl three? I think it's three because Kansas City was up against the Colts. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Super Bowl. I three. think it was 1963, the last time they won a Super Bowl. I, I just don't. I don't. Joe want to Namath Super made a deal. <laughs> There's no other way. <laughs> they can't be this bad for so long unless you're willing to tell me Joe Namath made that deal. You know what? Six six rings. Six rings. You had Joe Ma- Joe Namath. You won one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We had Tom Brady. We won six. Mm-hmm. We also had Belichick, but yeah, you know. Still, six Super Bowls. So, butt fumble. We're getting off topic, yeah. but... The point still stands. On. Yeah, point still stands. Patriots Patriots are great. Jets. Jets? Not so much. Less than great. A little <laughs> less than great. Just a tad. Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. He's not a bad... He might be... He might be something if he goes off some other team. He might be an all-pro if he went to another team. He's a, he's a weird... He's kind of a weird talent. He's one of those players... He's been in the league for how many... He's going on his third year in the league. 2018, 2019... He's going on his fourth. He's in the same draft class as Lamar. Same draft... That's 2018. 18, 19, 20. Yeah, yeah, 20. All right. Going into his fourth year, and we kind of don't really know what he's like yet. <laughs> We we just don't know. I wonder if that's a testament to the Jets or to the quarterback. The quarterback, but we just don't know. Like he's shown We're flashes. Way off topic. We just we just don't know what he's like. But Great. Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 I feel good for Allen Robinson. I feel even better for the Bears. All right. All right. So moving on. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had. Three pending free agents, mm-hmm. key pending free agents going into this offseason. Um, and they were really they were really super like big time free agents. And we, we haven't been we didn't know if they were going to be able to keep resign to keep all of them. But free agency hasn't even started and they already gave the franchise tag to Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. They already locked down to Levante David for two years, twenty five million. And now all they have left is in heading into free agency is Shaq Barrett. There has been some reports mm-hmm. that they want to talk about a long-term deal with him. So, I mean, just based on what they've done so far, are the Buccaneers headed into a good start going into the 2021 season? I mean, they're pretty solid right now. I mean, look at the players they already got. Chris Godwin got franchise tag. Levante David, two years, $25 million. Nice going there. Uh, all they need is Sack Barrett back. I'm never calling him Shaquille Barrett again. Sack Barrett. Sack Barrett is staying. All they need is him back, and they, I think they can manage because they have Vita Vey in the middle now. I think they could let Ndamukong suit walk, but I believe he's willing to stay. I think that defense will be solid again next year now that they have another year under the belt. Ooh, they, they can make it back to the Super Bowl now. They, they're looking pretty good now that they got two out of the three. All thanks to Mike Evans willing to reconstruct his contract. Nice going there, Mike. Yeah. Nice going, Mike. But, yeah, I think. So, book it. Book your tickets. I wouldn't say say book it. To Super Bowl 56. So, let me tell you something. This offense, in year two, Offenses with quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Brett or not Brett, 
uh, Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. They run smoother in year two. And uh, they always run smoother in year two under a new system. Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, they – they ran, they ran well, obviously. Tom Brady threw for 40 touchdown passes and over 4,600 yards. Mm-hmm. But if you watch this this team all season long, you can see that there was a little dysfunction there. And it wasn't running like exactly like they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. They, ha- they had a major hiccup sort of midway through the season. They lost three out of four games. Uh, Including so- that 38-3 loss to the Saints. The Saints just bullied them. Yeah, but you could clearly see as the season went on towards the end, they really hit their stride and they started to run a lot better. Yeah. Now, I think Antonio Brown, just get him the hell out of there. I Come really, on. He, I was, really he, don't. he was a solid fit there. I He was an okay fit, but I thought the offense ran a lot better when it was just Mike Evans and Chris Godwin as the focal points of that offense. I disagree. Look at what they did against Detroit. They abused Detroit. That was sure. ridiculous what they did to Detroit. Sure. I didn't start yes. Mike Evans that game, and it upset me. In your fantasy league. Yes. Oh. See, Mike Evans, he's the guy. He, um, there's no question about that. Mike Evans is the yeah. guy. And but with Brady, Godwin? there is no such thing as the guy. Well, he barely had a thousand yards. It, when it comes to it, sometimes it just comes to le- comes down to less is more. I th- it feels like everybody's like, if you pile on all these wide receivers, let's get in Odell Beckham Jr. in here. Let's keep uh, let's keep Antonio Brown. Let's keep Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Bright, O.J. Howard's coming back. Yeah, there's only one ball, and yeah. you can't keep everybody happy. And I think when you when you try to satisfy everybody, when you have that in the back of your head, get the ball to this guy, get the ball to this guy, get the ball to this guy, it just complicates the whole offense. In some cases, it could be mean less is more. They have Mike Evans, they have Chris Godwin, they have Cameron Bray, they mm-hmm. have Rob Gronkowski on it coming back in another year, and they have Scotty Miller, who is a I like him, I, I like him, not as not in fantasy <laughs> football. I mean, I'm not going to talk about that. I started him in fantasy one year. Got it, came please. back and bit me in the bit me in the ass. Mm-hmm. But, <coughs> but the offense is going to run a lot smoother in year two as long as Godwin stays. Mm-hmm. And I think when this when the offense improves, takes a big step forward next year, they're going to be a lot less reliant on the defense. Think about it this way: it's like when you're a kid. You're learning how to use a bike. You use your training wheels. The training wheels represents the defense in this case. The defense they needed the they needed the help of the defense. Oh, I'm not okay. going to I'm not going to sit here and try to say Tom Brady carried the team to the the defense helped a little bit. Tom Brady played a huge role and he was probably the, the biggest reason why they won. But another huge reason was the defense. And I think in year two they may not need the defense so much, mm-hmm. which is why I think. All they needed was two out of the three players between Godwin, David, and Barrett mm-hmm. in order to return to Super Bowl contention. And they got Godwin is re- Godwin required mm-hmm. because they need the, that offense to run smoothly. I would I would have pre- preferred Barrett because they're the best part of that defense was their pass rush. Mm-hmm. And you just you choose between David and Barrett. They got Barrett, or sorry, they got David. So now they have two of the three. So honestly, this team is already in they're in solid a solid place to contend next season and honestly, they deserve to be favorites 
heading into the 2021 season to represent the NFC in Super Bowl 56. And honestly, they should be favored to win it. Yeah, I see it. They did just win the Super Bowl. They did just beat Kansas City, no problem. I do think Kansas City will hopefully make adjustments and go from there. I think the Packers will get better. Hopefully San Francisco gets healthy and is able to return to form. The Saints, I don't see them coming back. So I think it's just San Francisco and Green Bay in the NFC, Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore in the AFC. And yeah, I think they have a pretty good chance to repeat. Right. They lost two. They two. They lost both of their games in the division to the New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> the New Orleans Saints are bound to get a little worse. So yeah. it's going to be just the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that division. Mm-hmm. They finished 11-5 last year. Add those two wins, they're 13 and three. They might even win a couple more. Besides that, uh, I give them 13. And I think two, they're 13 and three. I think they're 13 and three. 13 and three. That's a solid around that area. Mm-hmm. At the very worst, 12 and four, but not 11 and five. Mark my words. Going to make a bold prediction here. As long as Tom Brady is healthy yeah. and is still himself, hasn't aged yet, hasn't fallen off Max Kellerman's cliff. That's as long as that now. happens, just by showing up, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will go at least 12-4 and four, and probably go at least to the NFC Championship. Okay, that's a solid prediction. I wouldn't say you're doing a hot one out there. So, yeah, it's not that hot, actually. Yeah. It's pretty – they deserve to be favored. They'll, they, they'll probably go back to the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. and they will represent uh, – and they're, and they're facing the AFC East, which has gotten better. The yeah. AFC East. Yeah. It's yeah. not they're they're no pushover like they were back when the Patriots were ruling. I mean the only pushovers I see is the Jets, but it's always the, the Jets. Jets. They're always a pushover. That's that's not gonna change, even if the AFC East <laughs> is competitive. I mean, yeah, but you have the Dolphins, you have the Patriots, and you have the Buffalo Bills. That's they're all I'm, fairly competitive. I'm yeah. telling you. Belichick is not gonna let that game, he's not gonna he's not going to let that team be a pushover. Yeah, he's, he's always prepared what, for week one usually. He's gonna do what he can in order to win in order to be at least hold his own yeah. against Tom Brady. He can't he won't let that happen. Mm-hmm. And you you better believe Brady's gonna be ready. Yeah, he's a, yeah. That's a pretty good division. It's not as good as the AFC North, but it's still a good division. It's a highly, highly competitive mm-hmm. It's going to – I can't wait. I'm getting tickets to that game, by the way, and you're right. coming. Patriots-Buccaneers, that's going right. to be amazing game, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Nobody no, – neither team is going to blow out the other. I believe – I firmly believe that. All right. Can't wait. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, that'll do us – that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow – our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage of the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out.